you later. I put my time. Okay, so we're gonna do this. If you're ready, I'm ready. Johnny and I better get to it. Okay, so. Welcome to Headstrong Podcast. <laughs> we interview Canada's and the world's top female strength athletes, amateurs to pro in their sport. They kick ass, they take names, take names, and they don't blame. They ain't got no shame. They got the game. Boom. I may have that in the merch store and check it out. <laughs> Today, we have on the show the incredible and the only <laughs> Butterknife Bobby. We'll ask her about that name. I'm very curious. Maybe she likes butter. I don't know. She likes that fact. Maybe she got a fat ass. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Robin Falkenham. Did I say that right? Falkenham? No. I feel like that's a Viking name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tried. I went for it. I went for it. <laughs> okay, how do you properly say it then? Uh, it's Falkenham. Falkenham. Yes. The mighty warrior name. <laughs> Say it with like a German accent. You'll get it. That's hard. German accents are hard. Aw. I don't know if I'm white enough for that. Falkenham. Falkenham. You have to do everything with a man voice. It always helps. <laughs> German. So anyways, um, you guys know me, Thick Stephanie, aka Fantastic the Dancer. That's because I'm the thickest dancer I know and know for a long time. I love them pandas, you know. We ain't racist. We all colors of the rainbow. You can find my dance and fitness challenges and tutorials on YT, IG, and TikTok, YouTube. Just follow, subscribe to my channel. Contact me through those DMs or contact me on my videos in the comment section, and I will assist you with your strength training goals. You can request challenges and all kinds of craziness. I will do it. Don't dare me. It doesn't take much for me to put on a costume and do something crazy. So make sure you do that. So today we're going to be talking about analyzing and adjusting your training program okay so like now there's snow and um the grinch and uh your friends are calling you to you who and there's cookies everywhere there's just so much temptation i just want to put my face in a pie you know just bam and then just eat that all up then why is this why question though why is there no pie eating contest in the winter i am just saying that everyone likes to get some fatness and put on our turkey pants at that time of year so why why is there no eating contest for prizes just saying just saying at these halloween festivals you want to get strong men out there do a strong man competition and then we'll end it with a pie competition just saying, I'll sign up. Let's do it. So, like I said, you can find Robin on IG at Butterknife Bobby. So, uh, what's with the Butterknife Bobby? Is it because you put butter on everything? Is that why you're not a bodybuilder? Because you love that butter nutter? Um, I do <laughs> love butter, but that's not it. No, I, um, I, it's like, it's a very strange story. When I was younger, I used to eat kiwis all the time and they had a special, like, it was like a spoon and a knife all in one, like, and it was a kiwi spoon. And then somehow, that, that, I don't know, and then somehow that turned into butter knife because kiwi spoon wasn't available, I guess. Oh my, I have- I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so I want to tell you guys a dirty little secret of my fat kid days. Hey, you're not allowed to judge me, okay? So when I was a kid, I had a very stressful life, okay? There was no love. So I started making a lot of cookies, like sugar cookies with a shit ton of butter. And then I used to do sugar shots, okay? Pure cream, 
with sugar in it, a pack of sugar. Because I hated my family so much at restaurants. That's what I did was pure sugar shots and then just like, just butter with a little bit of bread. I'm joking you. <laughs> this was your meal or like appetizer? That was like my appetizer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that was built on butter. Don't call me. Don't call me fat. The PHAT badass, okay? That's why I got extraordinarily thick as a teen. You know, it's a butter. 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 And also, butter is good on everything. Rice, potatoes. I mean, a life without butter is depressing. Okay? A margarine does not cut it. Yes, I said margarine because it shouldn't have a proper name because it's disgusting. You ever had popcorn with margarine on it? It's nasty. Don't do it. Butter. Okay? everything better it does that's why meat has fat on it okay it makes it tasty it's nature's natural seasoning all right enough with the butter conversation i can't help it though but listen i feel like your logo should have a butter stick on it though because we're strong women yes because people always think that strong women eat like shit we're both heavyweights you're shredded as food I mean, look at those shoulder boulders. See, the problem is, is my shoulders always look small no matter how big they are because I've just ginormous boobs. But you have excessively large shoulders. Like you beside your man, I'm, I'm not sure who has the biggest shoulders. Don't tell him I said that. You probably watch this. I'm just kidding. Your shoulders are just as big as hers. But no, seriously. I mean, look at them. Flex for us. We all might die and pass out. Trigger warning. I don't know if I can. <laughs> just made you all shy. Look at that. Oh, sick with all the C's. So on the topic of strong man, strong woman, what yeah. brought you into strong man? Talk to us of where the journey started. Well, do you want to know where Jim started or strong man started? Because they're both- Everything. I want to know what led you to strong man. What was the catalyst? Um, so I originally started working out because I was going to get married. Mm. Um, so, you know, shredding for the wedding. And um, oh. yeah, I used to work at a bar in town. And I mean, I'm a large person. I've always been a large person. So I was waitressing one day and these guys came in and they're like, hey, do, do you work out? Like, have you ever heard of Strongman? And they told me about a local Strongman gym in town. So I didn't think anything of it. And uh, Christmas Day, my fiance had to work and the gym that I normally went to was closed. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try out this gym. The only one that's open in town, which was the strongman gym. So they yeah. were doing like a little strongman seminar where they showed you like how to do the lifts and uh, oh. do the circuit. And I was <laughs> just, I guess, good at it <laughs> right away, kind of, or mediocre at it, I guess. Um, and he just was like, you know, you're strong. The weights that you're lifting now you're are strong are and mighty. <laughs> competition. Be mighty with me. <laughs> I will make you my squishy. I just kind of, I kind of went from there. I kept going to the gym and um, like really liked it and started competing and loved it. And here we are now. I am listening. I, I just need you. more. I just need more light to show off my beauty. That's all. There you go. <laughs> That's not superficial. So anyways, back to your man. He is gorgeous, by the way. Congratulations. 
you know. But I think that you are sex. And uh, so you guys are still engaged. You're not married yet. Hasn't what's going on? Well, I need um, the deuce. Actually, when I started competing, um, my fiance at the time kind of uh, really hated it. Like things got really negative, actually. Like he was kind of like, it was like I was choosing the gym over him. Yeah. And I, I think that I just sort of kind of got empowered and realized I was in a bad situation and we actually split up. So the man that you know on Instagram is not the same. Okay. He's a new one. <laughs> well, I, I still say he's good looking. I did not know there was an old one, but I was gonna say, it's like, this is the thing though, I hate that excuse is bullshit because I have dated prior to my current situation, a lot of bodybuilders, personal trainers, lots of athletic guys in different ways, mostly bodybuilders though. And like, that's a choice because most of them wanted to work out on their own. I had a couple that would work out with me and I love that. It's such a turn on. I mean, to me, nothing is sexier and more fun than working out together and going home for some nookie nookie cookie, right? I'm just saying like, I mean, all those things are flowing and pam, 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 and then have a nap. Like I, you know, I don't see where the problem is. Um, I think like so me as a dancer, dancing with men all the time, like you become very honey. Like I accidentally, <laughs> like I was known for it. And it's seriously, I swear that it was subconscious and I did not like my involuntary spasms. And it'd be like, you know, whoop and whoop and whoop. And I was always, sorry, sorry, oh my God. You know, I'm fertile, I'm young, healthy, you know, <laughs> my body's doing the talking. Um, so like, yeah. And then, you know, so that's why dancers end up being dancers, you end up, you know, getting the, you know, after the, the dance night. So once again, I don't see how that's an issue, but it is an issue if that person is lazy or they just don't want you to become successful because at the end of the day, it's really easy to be with someone who doesn't challenge you to become greater. And as soon as you become greater, they have to become greater, right? You level up, they have to level up, male or female. And if they don't want to be in that, like, see my husband, like at the time I met him, he played a lot of sports. So, I mean, yes, I want him to dance with me. Yes, I want, I still want him to lift weights and do stuff with me, but it's just not his thing. And, but, you know, obviously that would help our relationship in certain ways. <laughs> If he did, but I mean, because he was active, it was still a source for us, right? I'd be dancing, he'd be playing hockey, and then he picked me up and woo-boo, right? So that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's, it, if it's an issue in a relationship, then you don't have a life. You don't have a life that's worth like a relationship, right? Because you should be so happy with yourself and in love with yourself that the other person is just like kind of gravy on the side, like not native way, but they're just a bonus to your life. So if them becoming more awesome makes you feel like shit, well then maybe you, yeah, you need to just live by yourself, <laughs> be single. I don't understand why there's an apology for men or women to like people like that. It's like, bye. Like I used to have guys be like, okay, one time when I was a date with a guy, he's like, and I was really into him, but he was like, I need to know because I'm really into you and I want, I'm a committing type person. A very important question I have for women is, can you see me two, three times a week? Because if you can't, then I can't be with you. I'm like, so let me get this straight. You want to date ambitious as fuck women like me who are entrepreneurs and who do are changing the world, right? Doing amazing things. But 
we have to be available to you for X amount of hours, X amount of week. I mean, that's crazy. You know what? It's stupid. Cause also once you have kids, that shit never happens. Okay. Even when you try to schedule some nookie, all right. <laughs> There's a lot of unfinished nookies. You don't even, you skip foreplay. You're just like, all right, let's go. Okay, I gotta go take the kids to school. I mean, that's how it is, right? So it's like, if you get a life, don't be so obsessive. It's like my neighbor, the Karen, she's even got a Karen haircut. I was working out with someone in my backyard and she's like, uh, the noise level, you know, public spaces. I'm like, Karen, if you are noticing my working out, you probably should go to the gym yourself, okay? Just saying, I don't know. <laughs> okay, enough about that. I'm just saying, uh, I found that's a common thing with strong women is like, and just strong women too, but mainly strong women is like, they pursue these good things with strong women and then all of a sudden all that shit falls away, right? So how long did it take you to train, start competing in that whole process from the time you were at the bar? Um, I started competing like the first year, I think, that I started training strongman. I think it was maybe six months, my first comp was, after the first day I was at the gym. And then... It's just, you know, little victories from there. Like, I still remember I actually met the new boyfriend at the Strongman Gym. Um, Ooh. He, he tells me the story of how we met or how he noticed me. Um, <laughs> they had a 900-pound tire there, and they were doing, like, a tire flip seminar. And I had tried and tried and tried to flip this thing before. And um, the very first day that I flipped it, he was there and he saw it. And there was some men there that couldn't flip it. And he was like, huh, who's, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> How you doing? Hey. <laughs> that's a lot of weight though. Like that's pretty amazing. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like strong men always surprises you. Like, I feel like women always think we're weaker than we actually are. Like the fact that taller do strong men, like even me posting videos of my kids, I've had people comment like, Ooh, it's dangerous. I'm like, says who? I've coached gymnastics. You start teaching kids gymnastics at three, ballet at three. So what's the difference between that and a barbell? It's dangerous. <laughs> Stop it. Infantile syndrome, okay? No, no it's true though. It's, it's, it's totally society and cultural though, right? Because if you like look at kids in other countries, they're like helping build houses and cook meals and do all these amazing stuff, right? Same with women, right? And then out here, like, uh, there's this Nigerian woman, I think, and she like creates all these blocks for building buildings out of like recycled shoes and flip-flops or other stuff. And uh, all her employees are men. And they're like, oh, she's my hero. I admire her. I look up to her. She's changing the world. She's given us all good paying jobs. She's changed our families, right? So I think there's just always been that, like these stupid mindsets about things. But anyways, that's why it shouldn't be a shock. Of course you can flip a 900 pound tire. God, we can make babies for crying out loud. <laughs> Well, I definitely wish that I had started younger. You're going to have the strongest babies. I know. I'm very excited about my boys. Like, I'm totally, like, my, my son loves strong men. And then my baby pushes his crib in his room, and he shakes it. And he loves it. He looks at me, goes to the corner of his brother's bed, and just, and he giggles. <laughs> he shakes it and giggles. And then he goes up to his crib, and he goes like this, bam, bam. And he's, like, pushing it around the room he's like, a baby oh, i'm just working out yeah i'm just working out i'm like what are you doing and then even my bench and my couch he's trying to push them for no reason in the living room all the time i'm always having to put my furniture back like it's like musical <laughs> chairs i'm like would you stop manhandling everything 
<laughs> you know how boys are boys, even at a young age, because my my son, baby, goes up to me and he likes to just go like this, which is, this is such a boy thing. Like they just, you know, ah, they're just like into your face and in your boobs. And you're like, hey, leave me alone. Like they're just, yeah, they're very masculine. <laughs> the testosterone is high with these. <laughs> I literally was shopping last night on Amazon for like a leash, a baby leash. Like I never thought I'd do that, but you don't know. My kids always like, we ain't road path, no fear. Run down the streets, run away from home. It's 13 months old. It's like, I'm gonna go live my life, best life, mom. See you later. It's called like a dick <laughs> running down the road. So I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, you guys, her amazing stats. So, like I said, she's Alberta's strongest strong woman, amateur 2020, uh, heavyweight, of course. And uh, yes, Canada's second strongest amateur woman 2019, Alberta's strongest Viking 2021. She's a record holder in Canada for the block press, open weight class, and she's got records in uh, squat, bench, deadlift, like provincial records. Um, in what weight class again for the records? I competed in 198 plus. Okay, that's what I thought. Just wanted to double check. And then she's a power engineer, which is also very curious to me. What is a power engineer? Is that something like, I just think of like hydro. Is that what you do? You climb poles? She climbed poles, man. Hey, she's taken. No, I mean, really, what do you do? <laughs> uh, honestly, I mostly turn valves. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I know. Very I, feel like your, I feel like your boyfriend must have made a dirty joke with that at least once. <laughs> it's like, you know how to crank my valves, baby. <laughs> Just babysit equipment and turn valves. Yeah, but no, I won't go there. You know, it's a highly paid, it's a, it's a good job. It's a good job. You did good. <laughs> so um, when you were like, you know, training, obviously your programming has changed over time, right? But you've like, you know, you've had a lot of success in a relatively short amount of time. I mean, obviously you're putting in the time and the work for training. So tell us about how your training programs look pre-comp, like be really specific of how often a week you do certain movements, what movements do you do? Because I said, strongman is really intimidating for people. They think it's really complicated. So it's like kind of breaking it down from the start for like people who may be new, but also people who've been just in for two years and like, hey, I'm plateauing. I need to up my game. What do I do? Um, yeah. So obviously my program has changed drastically depending on like what comp I have coming up um, and like what I'm doing, whether it's strongman or powerlifting. Um, but so, especially now that I'm getting older, um, every workout starts with um, warming up and like a lot of movement prep. My coach is very into like animal flow. Um, oh, <laughs> so, girl, we can talk about that. Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, so I always start with like a lot of movement prep and I think that that has helped me like majorly be injury free I've never had any major major injuries I have had obviously like some nagging things as I'm getting older like joints and stuff and I'm a lot stiffer than I used to be but um, other than that injury free which I'm definitely happy about and I equate that a lot to my programming and my coach mm -hmm. um, other than so after that I go into like my main list depending on you know what we're ramping up for so like if it's yeah. a, bench, a bench day I'll have like my heavy heavy bench or a squat day or if we're doing like overhead where I do log or axle 
um, and then accessories. And that's it. Like sometimes if I'm feeling like a little fluffy, I will throw in 20 minutes of cardio at the end of like my workouts. <laughs> if I'm feeling <laughs> very <little> exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so fluffy, so, so fluffy. Well, I'd like to say it's after every workout, but come on. <laughs> it's not true. Um, like, let's be real. I get my cardio in during the day because otherwise I would die because I work out late, obviously, like right now. And sometimes I don't finish my workout till like one in the morning. And it's not because I'm not being efficient, though. It's like sometimes I'm really pushing for them gains. But um, I do my walking with the stroller during the day. And that's a good fucking endurance workout, pushing the stroller. Because my stroller is 65 or 70 pounds. And then a baby inside, it's like then 40 pounds. It's like 100 pounds. That's a good amount of weight. Especially in the snow. Holy shit. You have to push things through the snow. You want to get some guns. You want to get some anger. You want to get some patience and grit. You got to push a stroller through the fucking snow. You know, all of you assholes who after a snowstorm, dude, and this happens, do not like plow a sidewalk that goes to a school, you're an asshole. I'm just <laughs> trying to fucking push like my child to school at Elmish. She's like, your son not coming to school today? I'm like, listen, Irene, I'm not pushing this fucking baby in a stroller through that fucking shit show, okay? Then they're like, well, can his dad take him? Like, no, no, mow the sidewalk. Do not win the right. <laughs> 2000 mow the sidewalk that makes no sense plow the <laughs> listen it's late people i'm children they, they use my brain all day um so back to the animal movements i've been teaching <laughs> yoga and gymnastics for a long time and dance and 1000 percent like over um even like over uh burpees just that the low, slow crawling, like low to the floor bodywork drills. Like I need to make them. I need to post videos because I know all these strong men athletes would die doing them. Like this isn't CrossFit, <laughs> but it really does work. Like in terms of your core, your balance, your endurance, your stability, all those muscles, little muscles and um, for posture. But the thing is what people don't realize is like humans were never meant to do repetitive stiff movements all the time. So you need to train like that to get the strength, right? At that level. But at the same time, it really kind of does a doozy, right? Like damage on the other muscles, like the supporting muscles. So you have to kind of undo all of that, right? At the same time, you have to, you have to be flexible. And the only way to really do that is to, right? Like do, like I said, like yoga, gymnastics, slow movements. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying gymnastics pull-ups and shit like that. I swear to God, you say gymnastics, people always think of like the vault, and the bar and the beam and I'm like it's so That's much more yeah because no because I used to teach a lot of rhythmic gymnastics right so there's a lot of it's it's so much like dance right like you've got the the balls and stuff like that but anyways my point is is it really does work and people need to do it more especially before a competition because I find like a lot of people like deload is great but while you're deloading why don't you do that at the same time like add that in like fuck yeah. a treadmill right just do some some animal crumbs so anyways um on that subject what do you see you're like rate when you're getting really close to a competition what specifically do you do don't do what does that look like with your training your nutrition oh i <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> if i'm training for um strongman i mean we generally eat 
pretty clean, especially when we're on shift. So like for my job, I work like a six days on, six days off kind of shift and night shifts. Um, but so like close to a comp, obviously, I'm going to cut back on the wine. Just put that out there. We don't need that. <laughs> um but like I, I crumb to a competition <laughs> <laughs> Woo! She has a wine glass in her hand just like cheers just cheering people with their fucking protein shake bottles all straight alcoholy you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> just pour it on yourself to look like a warrior to make it look like blood you're like yeah and then you're like i'm also sticky bitches bring me the atlas stone i got it got it <laughs> ready. ready my hair is so animated today it's like really into this conversation <laughs> anyways you're saying continue <laughs> um, but yeah like like cut back on that um keep it clean um what else do i do i don't know so my my programming kind of goes to like a deload where so i'm ramping up for shell shock sticks right now yes just next week oh my gosh um, so everything that i do is um very much like heavy comp style singles like i want to be in the mindset um i'm going in like looking for openers um and then i'll do a little bit of accessories and my animal flow and then it, i like call it a day yeah so when you say clean though like get more specific though because like I feel like people have different definitions of clean like obviously you just mentioned some sugar you little sugar squirrel you no, I'm just, like, um, I mean so not everybody I think can can eat the same way like we could be very bored but I'm very good with like basics so yeah. me for for my work um meals at work is just like rice chicken and broccoli with like nothing on it i might throw like hot sauce on it and i will oh, God. every day for six days and be like completely fine with it i'm just laughing because like i love chipotle but i'm scottish and i need to know my place in society and um it's <laughs> like i have learned the hard way i have punished myself far too many times you know um it's a good motivator though I'm just saying you know you don't want to mess with digestion but like that that's pretty clean though I mean is it is it because I mean you're pretty like light for a high heavyweight though like what is the what is the reasoning behind being so uh non-butter knife butter butterish butter knife bobby <laughs> huh mm -hmm. why no sauce on that rice all the Asians right now are mad at you while they're listening to this especially uncle roger if you don't know who Uncle Roger is, you better look him up. <laughs> well, Uncle it, Roger, make rice today. Anyways. <laughs> like, I think it's important. Like, I mean, I, I'm happy with my weight. I'm happy with, with my body. Like, obviously, I'd love to be more, like, muscular. But, you know, the things that we can work with is... Um, oh, my God! I didn't know what we're even talking about. <laughs> that was not... <laughs> <laughs> sorry they're usually put away I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry you guys I accidentally flashed her and that swear to god that was an accident <laughs> they're usually like when I work out that's the thing people don't know they're huge because I'm always like cushioning them in I'm trying to fucking hide them you know 
because uh, I don't want to get like rated on Instagram and, and Facebook as sexual content and nudity, you know? <laughs> I gotta put them away. <laughs> is this what we're talking about? <laughs> well, that's the same response I have to you for your shoulders. Okay, my boulders are down here, yours are here. What are you talking about more muscular? What are you saying? Are you talking about shredding? You, what is, you're ridiculous, okay? I'm pretty sure every teenager boy looks at you, teenage boys like, oh my God. Okay, he wants to take creatine when he looks at your shoulders because they're that big. More muscular? Who are you comparing yourself to? You crazy. <laughs> Beautiful. I think, it, I think it's just important being a heavyweight um, to be able to move well. Yes, like with, I agree. You know what I mean? There's a lot of yeah. like big, big guys and girls in the sport and that's great and I think like I'm happy with my size because it allows me to move a decent amount of weight. Um, but I also want to be able to move that weight well in moving events. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I don't yeah. want my weight to hold, hold me back. And the thing is, is like, so when we're talking about that, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that it can and it can't right? Because you can see, you know, smaller, lighter weight athletes who still can't move. So the question is, but, but I mean, mass is mass, whether it's fat or muscle, it's, it's mass, right? So the question is, how do you train build that mass, right? So if the mass is mostly muscle, have you trained the different quick, like the quick twitch, twitch and slow twitch fibers, right? And what kills people is they don't train the slow, uh, slow twitch. And that's why I do as much walking as I do. Because I know when you're at the end of something like say Conan's wheel or something where like the air is being sucked out of you or farmers carry, you know, all you've got is that endurance, right? And you've got, and your grip strength. So there is, there is a purpose involved in bodybuilding, right? And going for a certain amount of reps, less sets, right? To just get, just stretch those muscles out. And people may think it's dumb that I dance. They're like, yeah, like you're a strong man athlete, you like twerk. Don't you want to look all tough? And I'm like, Okay, I'm not even shitting you. I danced on Sunday. I haven't. I had a cold. I had a cold for like three weeks. So I'm asthmatic. So I can't be dancing when I got a cold. It's bad. I I learned. I did my twenties. It's stupid. I don't do that no more. I got time for the shit. Anyways, I was dancing and I was squatting and doing up and down because I do like burlesque and I do hip hop. There's a lot of shit in that ass everywhere. Asses <laughs> knocking people out for days. You know, um, I, I I capture an audience. Anyways, so going up and down like that, like I can walk. For like a day and a half like barely I'm like ooh, ooh, can you flex my toes I was trying to get up the stairs because it, it 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 works your muscles in a way that barbells never would like I'm telling you fucking come to my dance class for three hours you'll be destroyed so I am the most like awkward person in the world like you would die you'd be like get out of my class <laughs> no I'd just be like hey you're gonna lift the girls come here <laughs> you're, you're gonna be the showpiece <laughs> you're gonna be the meat you're gonna be a piece of meat in this this performance <laughs> the girls are gonna rip your shirt off that's how it's going in the middle just because you're the strong one <laughs> yeah you know burlesque is just uh it's just fantasies you know so anyways <laughs> um now when you like obviously it's an it, everyone a lot of people have coaches and that's great but i feel like as an athlete there comes to a point where i must say you shouldn't rely on a coach always have a coach but i think that you need to get to a point when you've trained yourself for a certain amount of time that you can read your body. And that's what I'm trying to say is like, I know my body now because I've been training it. I've been lifting weights since I was 13 on and off. 
So it's like, I know when I'm feeling a certain way and like, I know what I need to adjust, right? And, and sometimes I have to adjust my program a shit ton because I'm fixing a lot of issues, right? And I'm not going for max strength, right? So like having this baby, right? In the nine months, I think I adjusted my program like six times. So it really just depends on where your, your athletic level is, right? But for you, someone who's, like I said, amateur, pretty close, you're getting starting, you're try, starting to go towards the pro circuit, right? Which I think a lot of people are in that spot or about to be in your spot. We need to know what to do. So how do you, what do you, how do you, like, what have you found helps you to know um, when you need to adjust your program? Like, what are some key indicators that you've learned over time? Um, I think it's definitely working on your weaknesses for sure. If you, like, Strongman is so funny because, like, I mean, literally you could go to a show and lift, like, the most strangest thing. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so I think that, there's so many people that will be like, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. And for me, it's like, I am not a good deadlifter. So deadlifting will always be in my program. And it's just yeah. keep, keep working on the things that you really want to improve on. Yeah. Um, and I'm not where you are. I don't think like, um, I don't think that I could program myself. It's, so me and my coach will sit down um, probably every four to six weeks kind of thing when like a block of the program is finished and be like, you know, what was good for you? What wasn't good for you? What do you think you need to work on? What do you want to work on? You know, yeah. what are your goals? What are your upcoming shows? And where do you think that you need to improve? Because you're right. Like he doesn't know how my body's feeling. Um, and he just knows my numbers and what I've done. But so we just go over that together and see where we want to go from here. Well, I think it's important that you're consulting them, right? Because what I'm trying to say is like having a really good strength coach, they should have a lot of different scientific trainings behind sports sciences and development of muscles and different things. And I know that sounds like really duh, stupid, but the thing is like people always assume with like people who are uneducated would assume that a dancer doesn't know anything. Let me tell you, somebody who's trained in all the different dance styles like I have and people who have done all that, you know, you know everything there's to know about muscle development, right? So for me, because I have that background, it's easy for me. The thing is, is people tend to either over and under program themselves, but, you know, learning, learning the patterns between certain movements, even if that means you spend three months just trying different things, doing a, like make instead of doing 10 different exercises or sorry like eight average I would say with most people is six to eight because um, barbells takes more time right so let's just say you put that aside and then you do some kettlebells and dumbbells and like compound lifts like sandbags like just really really mix it up right and you know doing movements on dumbbells on a stability ball right like so say you're doing a squat you hold a sandbag and all of a sudden you're doing on a bone ball not a stability ball sorry that's crazy we're in no circus <laughs> elephants up in here shit but anyways, okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's like those little things um, could have a huge impact on you in the long term. But most importantly, it will get you to know your body. And I think a lot of people skip that. So when I have someone I bring on like for personal training or for, and it's something I really advertise because people just know me, right? But if I'm training you in dance or um, personal training, I just watch you. 
people are like, what am I going to do today? I'm like, I'm going to throw a shit ton of different things at you. And I'm going to watch how you mentally respond, how you physically respond. And then I'm going to follow up with you for a week after to see what is happening with you. And I'm going to do that for the first three weeks. And I don't care if I have to adjust your program every month and a half, like, because that's where it needs to be. So to me, frequency of adjustment shouldn't be based on plateauing. It should be based on stress tests, right? So it's kind of like, even though, see, the thing is, is like with strong men is like, sometimes you don't have a competition, like maybe three, two, three, four times a year max, right? For a lot of people, that's all they can handle. So it's like, you have to put yourself in that situation. Just like if you were training in the military and someone's yelling at you, right? And they're like, you're, you're going to drown. And you feel like you're going to fucking drown. They're like, no, no, get another cup from underwater. And you're like, oh, 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 oh. right? So you have to do that to yourself. You have to do weird fucking shit. And you have to be okay with looking stupid. Once again, Eddie Hall, pink thong, up his ass, doing gymnastics was one of the favorite shit of my life. Be prepared to have a thong up your ass. Wait, I don't know. Hold on a second. I don't know if I should say Wait, how do I responsible for thongs at the end? Okay, I'm just saying, okay, you don't always have to be the, like the biggest, like coolest fucking PRing person on like Instagram, right? Like it's okay to take a step back, in my opinion, and play around with shit. Discover who you are as an athlete, discover what your abilities are, and then go from there. And then you may find from doing that, that maybe you, you always thought you'd suck a deadlift, but by tune something that seems nonsensical, you know, in terms of relating to deadlift, all of a sudden you see a turnover in your deadlift. Like, I, that's what I'm saying about the Conan's wheel. Like for me to lift a 350 pound Conan wheel, cause they didn't add the bar weight into there. So I, I would say, you know, lowest 325. When I really struggle with friend squats, you're like, well, that make sense? cause it's different. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't fucking know. I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. <laughs> Sorry. I need to go to the club. It's been a while, but I'm just saying you got to break out of your shell, you know, try something new. And on that subject for keep going. You guys, if you have not checked out Strong merch, you are missing the fuck out because we have amazing expressions. We now have a men's line, tons of colors, and I've introduced the ability to customize your shit. So if there's something on the store that you really, really like, send your girl a message. I'll hook you up, okay? And I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying, Christmas time, okay? There's lots of stuff. stuff. It's time to spoil yourself, celebrate yourself. Okay. Don't be trying to fit into clothes that do not fit you or that do not resonate with who you are. Okay. It's time to look fresh, strong, clean, badass bitch. Can we call men bitches? I don't know. Are they ready for that? Okay. Badass motherfucker. Whatever. Anyways, yeah. men, it's time for you to show your alpha self off and be fabulous. Check out our store. Your first order, you get 20% off for joining the Panda Strong family of athletes. So hop on there right now. I'm in my old lady rocking chair right now. She's squeaking. <laughs> Listen, strongman athletes, our bodies always are. Oh, fuck. See, I did it again. You need to start giving me a high warning. <laughs> I told her, you guys, in this interview, like, I can only handle bras for so long. Then there's a point in the day. So anyways, um, <laughs> so what have, what have you found as improving? Because you see all the time different things being advertised of like, oh, latest research says this some workout equipment piece will help you with this. So obviously, you know, dibble dabble with different things and strong man and GM. What have you found has been um, butter knife Bobby scientifically proven <laughs> to uh, be true for you in your programming to get those strength gains? I'm going to throw that butter knife in there as many times as I possibly can. <laughs> What's the skinny? Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, 
I feel like I'm just gonna like reiterate what I've already said is our, I really try to work on my weaknesses. I um, didn't have any strongman equipment and the gym that I go to is like downtown. So it's a bit far from my house. So I got um, somebody local to make me a block and a dumbbell. I'll never forget my first pro-am show. I was like, so ready, so excited. And they had a fucking block there and I couldn't lift it. And it wasn't like, I don't even think that it was that heavy, but it's such like an awkward, cause we never had one at our gym. So I yeah. it up and I was like, I was so mad at myself. So I got a block made and I played with that thing, you know, three times a week. And now I have a block press record. Boom, bitch. <laughs> Boom, bitches. That could be like just a picture of my boobs. So every time you know, interview, just boom. And then also a stick of butter. I feel like I should send you the best butter, like the world's race best rated butter, because I think you're clean eating this bullshit because you're skimming beautiful. And then I'm gonna challenge you <laughs> to eat butter on your rice. Can we just have the pie eating contest instead? Okay, we'll do the pie eating contest. I'm super fucking down. Seriously, I am so down. I may just do this, you guys, where we have like a total fucking pie eating contest live. I'll do oh. that shit. You get some pie from the store. Okay, I want to see in the pie box. And if we raise the most fucking pie in a certain amount of time, I will hook you up with some merch. Okay, we're doing it. That's it. We've talked about it. It's in the universe. It's happening. <laughs> so on the topic of pitfalls and mistakes like what you just mentioned with the the block I've been there too and you just feel all fucking cool going in there like I got this I'm gonna be best bitch here and you're just like I think you're gonna ace and look super cool and you're like so anyways walk of shame I swear to God the walk of shame for strong man it feels so much like like you know when you did the dirty and you had to walk home at night very similar you know except for painful because you have to go back to the gym and see those fuckers you know whereas at least in the walk of shame you don't have to see the guy again if you don't want right <laughs> it's a little more painful so what are some uh things that you found like mistakes pitfalls athletes fall into when adjusting and analyzing their program um i'm sure like you've seen people will see each other lift in the gym it's kind of like when I first started weightlifting you didn't see girls in the weight room you sure as fuck didn't have people teaching how to do that so i would just kind of like spy on guys and work out really close to them and copy them some thought it was cute some obviously got annoyed but this was a long time ago I was like 13 but um people do that right they see stuff on Instagram they see someone in the gym and and sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes amazing things happen from that but sometimes it creates kind of like bad habits right so what are some things that you uh you know think that people do that maybe they shouldn't do in that arena well I can only kind of say things that I know that I have done that I that should not have done or that personally don't work for me um but I think so I mean a lot of times that people post on Instagram I mean they're lifting like big big weight because I mean like why post a mediocre lift you know and yeah. people see that and they think that these people are maxing out every day and I think that that is very unrealistic because you know you're not going to get anywhere it's you know you're going to get injuries if you're just maxing out every day and i, I just thought you know i should push myself push myself like i need to be lifting heavier and then you need you need to take a step back and realize like what's yeah. best for your body and what's best for if you want longevity in this sport and it's 
not that, you know, that's not, you're not going to be building your strength if that's what you're doing every day that you're at the gym. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like, you really can't give yourself, like, there's a philosophy that if you set yourself a goal by a certain time, you will achieve it. And that is true, you know? So you can, you say like, I want to compete to beat the strength level at a certain time, but you have to be open to the possibility it may not happen. And you have to be okay with the fact that you may have to readjust your program. And like we talked about earlier, put some smaller movements in there and different stuff. And you have to be okay with maybe you're following up growing super fast or having some people unfollow you, or maybe not, you know, your first four competitions, you don't win, or you maybe win. like, that's normal and okay. Like, you know, Eddie Hall and some of the, the greatest athletes in the world, like it took them like 10, 15 years to get there. Right. Like, especially in the old strongman days, when they didn't have access to all the knowledge we have now and all the support, it took those guys a really long time. So I feel like a lot of people have like, and I'm not trying to demotivate you. I think I always try to shoot big for the stars. And then because I've set the bar so high, I'm okay with the fact of it doesn't get that high. Cause I know it's fucking crazy high, but like people should just be like, not, I, I think that they sometimes have like crazy expectations. Like I'm going to be a pro in three years. I'm like, okay, cool. That's <laughs> possible, but do it. <laughs> go for it. But I mean, there's only so much muscle mass that you can gain in a certain amount of time, even with all the different add-ons. Right. So I don't know, like make peace, make peace with whatever happens, you know, animal flow is all about that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I think that there's definitely like a time and place to test your numbers, but I mean, what's worked well for me is just working in that, you know, 65 to 80%, like one, rep yeah. max range and like I have it's worked it's worked well for me I've come out you know well in all of my comps doing that and I have always PR'd my lifts and powerlifting by kind of staying in that like I get you have to test it but I just think social media can be so misleading because you know you see people like posting these big lifts and you're like shit man like she's she's maxing out today she's maxing out today and you know you don't know that person's life you don't know what that that's what they're actually doing, but you see it and you're like, I need to max out today. Yeah. You also don't know when those videos were like recorded. So, and I mean, I'm not saying fake weights, but I I especially know, but I mean, I don't think in the strongman community because you can't, you can't fake strongman, but I mean, if you're comparing yourself to bodybuilders and other people, you know, not powerlifting as well, because that's pretty legit and technical, but I'm saying you're comparing yourself to bodybuilders, especially. Okay. And like other subcategories of fitness, like I'm not saying people aren't putting in the work. I'm just saying, like, like you said, you don't know the background reels. So (laughs) it's a story. That's all it is. It's the magical land of Instagram. Um, so on the topic of Christmas, um, obviously people slow down this Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. I was going to finish it, but like, I'm not a good singer. I'm like intentionally singing poorly. Cause it's more fun. Like if there's like a bunch of Christmas carolers out in the world, like I go up beside them and I'd be like, on that next part, I'd be like, Ooh. and they make eye contact with me because I think I'm gonna come and sing really good. And then I'm just like, Ooh. 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 Oh, the time I sing really good is to my kid at night, but my husband gets noise with my singing. He's like, Oh God, kid, baby's like, go, go, go. But sometimes I get all superstar and I'm like, fucking let's karaoke this bitch. And I get up on that stage. And I'm like, why the hell did not somebody not give me a million dollars right now? Did you not fucking hear that performance? Hey, 
So on the topic of Christmas, people generally slow down with their training because they, I think, over the years, for a long, long time, when I was a kid, there's like this ridiculous expectation of like, don't eat any health, any, anything like from any treats, right? And you have to go balls to the wall or not at all with workouts. So I think, you know, especially now with lockdown and things, different things constantly happening, people may be at home. Who knows? We don't know what's going to happen. Maybe not be able to see the families or what are so, I don't know. We don't know. It changes every three weeks. Okay. No place, no bets, no more. So what are like some healthy adjustments that you think people can make for the Christmas season in terms of like their programming and their nutrition and all that sort of stuff? Like in how do you live your life? moderation is key I don't like say no to everything I know when you're you know when you're generally healthy and and do eat clean that even though you really 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 want to eat the whole pizza you always feel worse after you do it so like eat half of it you know um and I think moving is just very important like moving every day just a little bit uh, where I live, it's like minus 40 in the wintertime and it's awful. And I don't oh, want to be my coach, but <laughs> make that effort. Go for a little walk. So on that topic, I have, uh, there's a check our store. You guys is called stronger than a Sasquatch. So like, I have this like, <laughs> like giant, enormous jacket. And I've always been like, why? Oh my God. The tits again are out. Oh. So, okay. for like this. No uh, more walking. <laughs> I'm trying to get my audience going for OnlyFans. Um, so, <laughs> so with my jacket as a kid, people used to command me on the bus because I was so wide. You know, I was skinny. Like I'm just wide. Like I was at the lean to the side to show my skinniness. And um, like I always had this big kabushka jacket because especially as a kid, it's always cold. And I didn't know that's because I had low iron, but that's another subject. But anyways, look <laughs> at me, bitches. <laughs> okay. We only do plant-based. Okay, we do plant-based. I'm going to go eat a steak. See ya. So anyways, I have this big fluffy fucking jacket. And it's so fucking huge with my little head, like my little cute hat. And then I just have like this big motherfucking boots. Like there's so much fleece in there. And I like big gloves. Because with your kids, it's like the park for like two hours. And I'm like dying of frostbite. And I'm just like, mom, let's go sledding. And I'm like, but I'm turning into a motherfucking ice cold. Can I go inside and need the blanket? Mom, like, my point is, is I'm super thick. Okay. And that's what that song in the Sasquatch is all about. So check it out. It's hilarious. But um, dress warm and go outside. Did you know how good it is for your lungs? Like the, like just for your metabolism, right? So if you can't do the ice bath, at least go for a walk in the cold. Okay. It's like minus, minus 45 out here sometimes in the winter. We don't got no, we, we get snow, but it's, 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 um, it's a questionable snow, right? Because sometimes it's like wet. And then sometimes it's like ice cold. So you don't know if you just came to Antarctica, you know, <laughs> like you're just legitimately confused and deluded. So if you ever see like a, a possible Sasquatch line in the ground, it's probably me, people. Please send 911 to rescue me. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, with nutrition, like I agree with you as like, you can eat, just don't, just like, don't overdo it. Right. Cause it's not going to make you feel good, but it's not about body shaming though. It's just about like, feeling good I can't even eat like that though my stomach has shrank and my I'm so used to eating healthy food that I cannot eat it like I used to be able to go hard on pasta as a kid but I can't even eat like more than a cup of pasta like I just I just sits there and I just I'm like Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, you know 
Well, we were having this uh, conversation today, actually, Wayne and I were talking about it was if you actually are eating like good food to get the amount of calories that you need, it's, it actually seems like it is so much food and hard to get them in. Whereas we used yeah. to be able to like, you know, crush a whole pizza and get yeah. five calories in one sitting. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's like gross when I think about it now, because like I couldn't do it now. And it's not about body, it's just like, no, physically can't. Then people try to say things. I'm like, come to my house, come to my house, you'll find out. Um, oh, on the topic of nutrition, Join one of our Facebook groups, Team Panda Strong. Check it out. Um, I have like weekly fitness recipes on there, um, like keto carnivore yumminess. And uh, so basically like home cooking classics remixed. And there's the dance fitness challenges on there. So check that out. If you want anything just related to strong women, um, and specifically in Canada, you can check out our Strong Women of Canada group from where our elite athletes, strength coaches, and personal trainers are at. Um, and uh, yeah, so kind of getting to the end here. Uh, what are some key adjustments to that heavyweight athletes talking about us, the thick girls, the big girls, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> you know, what's crazy is people like Bailey, like she doesn't strike me as a heavyweight. And that's what I'm just saying about muscle mass. Right. Cause like some people, you'd never know they're heavyweights and then they get weighed in and they show up beside you in a competition. You're like, I'm dead. You're like, Holy fuck. I hope all that hamster time on the treadmill is going to pay off. You know what I mean? Like you ever seen people like that they're like fucking meteorites you're like who what the fuck where the fuck did you come from and how did you lift that you know what i mean what the hell are you mean you're on steroids aren't you <laughs> i have seen it been there heavyweights us um what are some adjustments you think they can make to their programs to be more competitive in open class or low weight classes like i.e events you've seen a lot of athletes struggle with so forth like at the amateur levels this is when this counts when you have to make these key adjustments and i think that it's like from what i see and like personally what gets me is is it's usually moving events and it's usually events um that people haven't done before um or they don't have access to that kind of equipment you know like the conan's wheel like you know you can do like zercher carries to to sort of there's things you can do to sort of mimic the movements of some of these things um, that will give you like a good feel for how it's going to go. But yeah. Uh, and I know like you've made some strongman equipment. Like there's always, there's yes. ways. I've made more. I just have to post it just so you know, there's more coming you guys. And they're fucking hilarious. Cause I'm really bad at math and building. And I'd like put the whole thing together. I'm like, fuck, it's like an inch crooked. And I didn't think that mattered, but it fucking matters. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Um, but yeah, like work on those movement weights, like try, try to make your own equipment or find solutions to mimic uh, the event that you need to train for and yeah. accessory exercises. I know everybody like hates them, but treat your accessories like your main lifts like that. Training those stabilizer muscles, doing that work is going to make your main lift so much better yeah i know a lot of people will be like go in there and be like all right you know i'm going in here i gotta do get my overhead done and then they're just like well that's you know that's enough i'm basically like determined to be uh like a master at accessories and do nothing but and then the main compound lifts and just do nothing but like you just mentioned earlier with like the box like I built a Mauser block and I just have to post videos. 
thing is when I make videos and I'm working out, like it really slows me down because I'm so fucking tired at night. Like I just, like I'm an idiot. I'm like a walking zombie with a tripod. It's, it's problematic. So anyways, so I need to post more. But anyways, yeah, it's like when you first pick it up, like you said, it, 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 it's practice. It's practice for perfection. But I feel like if you spend all your time on accessories and then you start picking up, like slowly adding more compound lifts in there, you will see such a spike in progression. And I honestly believe that because I did that for myself, but I talked to a lot of athletes and that seems to work. So in my opinion, like if you just feel like you can't get to that place where you've been injured, just make that your goal between now and like February is like, I'm just going to do accessory work, get really fucking good at that. No shame. You know what I mean? And document it though, because I feel like more athletes need to see that, like the real story and also um, for inspiration, you know? Because yeah. like you said, most of the stuff that's posted is the main compound lifts, right? So women just think that's it, that's all, right? And you, you're gonna, it feels like you're the kind of stupid. Like I think a lot of times people worry they're gonna be made fun of or called out on social media because they're not pulling those big lifts or that they're doing alternative workouts. They're gonna be like, this is a strong man. What are you doing now? you know booty band girl <laughs> what are your thoughts on that be brutal yeah i sometimes some show stuff like shows up my feed on instagram from like different people like from jessica Bidden or something else and someone's going hard and i'm like whoa and like the mom like everyone calls fucked up how did it get so intense chill go eat some cake go have some sex <laughs> relax <laughs> calm down go for a walk um yeah so like is there any advice that you want to like give to up-and-coming athletes uh like you know in the areas of like product recommendations nutrition training anything um i said take your time the loaded question Pow. <laughs> um I only, again, I only know what I really like. Um, I really am a huge fan of Redcon supplements. Redcon, uh, I took some samples after this episode in the mail to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's your coupon code? <laughs> I don't have one. So, um... What? Continue. Continue. They don't know who you is. They don't know how fabulous are. Continue. I will be sending emails later. I'm just kidding. Continue. <laughs> uh, I just like make a break. I need the joke now. This is because I flashed you too many times. I've made your brain not work. This is also how I have a husband. He's just, he was dazed and confused, you know? <laughs> I Were you is what's happening <laughs> what's going on no i said like product recommendations fitness uh tips uh nutrition tips anything at all that you wish like you knew when you started that you would like to share with other amateurs that are at your level or you know we're at the same level you were when you start out in the powerlifting game powerlifting game um yeah. man when i first started i think just get out there and, and do the lifts. Don't worry about what everyone else has because 
you know, was it like that when you started, when you're in the gym and you're like, you have to have an SPD belt, you have to have a Ray-Ban belt, you have to have this, oh, yes. you need this belt for this lift, you need this belt for this lift, you need these <laughs> yeah. legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. What are you even wearing, loser? <laughs> Why are you not wearing something, loser? <laughs> and I do think that that stuff is like personal preference and yes. like I, I i do have a lot of equipment for like a lot of different lifts that like uh, works for my body and i love it and but before you spend the money like make sure you love the sport ask someone to borrow their belt before you know before you spend 300 bucks yeah. be like let me use your belt you know what that is so true though there's so much like even in the dance world like there are so much people who sell shit and it's such a waste of money. It's like, uh, I always tell people like, these are some like for sure starter things. Like there's different brands that sell belts that are really, really cheap. And I'm like, it's not gonna last very long. It's gonna help you with this. Don't use it for that. But it's like, that shouldn't comp, like you don't need to overcompensate, right? Cause at the end of the day, you have to have proper training, proper nutrition. The basic foundations need to be there. Adding all that extra stuff too soon First of all, you're not going to know how to use it. You're not going to appreciate it. And it's, I just don't think it's going to, going to go to the full use. And it distracts you. It distracts you from what you really should be focusing on in, like listening to your body, right? And like getting to know what works for you. And and like I said, borrowing things. Like I didn't ever have my first figure eight straps until I went to a competition did axle that lift. And I was like, oh, I guess my straps won't work in this. And uh, I guess I'm going to have to get some figure eights. And then they were too tight. I have like weird, okay, so I have really tiny fucking hands. But I have like a really thick fucking wrist. That's how you know I'm an actual natural heavyweight. Okay, you fuckers, look at that. See, see the difference? Don't call me fat, you fucks. Thick wrist. You see how thick that wrist is? It's fucking insane. So, anyways, like even men's like a straps are like if they have like tiny wrists, they're like two. They're just not on me. So, anyways, it's kind of the circulation to my hands. I was like, hey, and so I was like deadlifting with from my wrist. I was like, yeah, hey, you can figure your straps. And that's that's okay. Like learn by example. But for someone to shave you and think that you're not worthy. I mean, I wanted to get into powerlifting many years ago, but I'm not going to lie. It's changed, but there was that vibe. There was that attitude, right? Like you need to have all of this. You need to just, like, I'm not, I'm not against the technicality of it, but kind of killed it for me. Cause first of all, I didn't have the money for it. Second of all, it was like, holy shit, this is like a ginormous financial commitment. Like if you think about when there was CrossFit gyms were just starting to open up and how much it costs just for like a month membership or just the classes, like it's a lot. So I think, you know, as an athlete, like make it financially feasible so you can stay in it for the long time. To me, if you had a choice for buying a shit ton of accessories or saving that money and spending it on traveling to compete, even if you fucking zero out, it's experience. To me, I would much rather spend the money on a coach and competing than a bunch of fucking gear, right? Like get strong properly and then add that in. That's mine. I like how you think. Thanks, girl. I'm just saying it's like, don't be, uh, uh, don't be bullshit, right? Like, don't be, um, oh, it's kind of like smoking mirrors, right? Like, <laughs> God, I just got, Kate's amazing, like at Resolute Strength Bar, just sent me a bunch of sleeves and I had to call her because I was like working up a sweat, passing out, wanting to barf because I was like, I ordered the wrong size. I can't get them on. And then fucking Andy was laughing at me. He's like, you got to put baby powder. I'm like, what? <laughs> Lucky I'm a baby. 
Otherwise, why would I have baby powder on me? That's weird. Anyways, and I was trying to get them up. I couldn't get them on. And I was crying. I was like, it hurts. I can't do it. And it was really weird to lift it because I got so used to just kind of lifting raw, which is the basics, right? It was like, but then once I had the big stuff, I was like, I can see when you have all that really tight gear on, right? Like a, like a proper powerlift suit. I can see how you can fuck around, right? Like when yeah. I wear my Spanx, right? My dash Spanx to hold in my faloop from having my babies. I do, no, it's true. I have better posture. I feel skinnier. I move better because it's sucking it all into me, right? So it's like that's good. But then as soon as I take that off, all of a sudden I'm like, ugh, I feel like debilitated, and I feel like you know what I mean. I feel weak. I feel loose. Like it's not good. So I kind of feel like it's the same thing with like spanks and corsets. Like, ugh, like you, you exactly. Well, the girls that takes off that corset, they're gonna break their back. I'm telling you, like those waist trainer girls. I'm like, what the fuck. <laughs> I'm just saying, you put a barbell on the back, you're going to break in half, right? That snap, simity snoop, you know? So anyways, I just feel like you don't need to look like the richest, most famous, most fabulous, most strongest lifter. Just fucking lift, like at the end of the day for your mental health, right? And your health in general, right? And then if it's meant to be and you do the right things, you will be success, you'll win. I feel like a trophy should have this. <laughs> <laughs> strong man comes just i am the greatest <laughs> should i make a show like that i don't know but um yeah no in closing like uh what like going back in time now way back with the powerlifting if you could give people like i said five tips to get started something like if they were going to add spend some money and they were going to add some things into their training what would be like programming whatever they had money to spend on five things Five things. Or $500. Five things for $500. Um, a coach. If, if you're serious about the sport and, and longevity and you're like me and you do not have a background, um, a coach that, you know, actually knows about body mechanics, not someone that's just maybe like a really good athlete, but somebody that, you know, knows something and that will be there to help you and support you um, and make yep. sure that you're going to survive injury-free in this sport. Uh, knee sleeves. Oh, um, yes. Knee sleeves. Support the patella. <laughs> <laughs> Keep those babies warm. Um, <laughs> so for me, a hard belt and a soft belt, 100%, because... I see a lot of girls like uh, overheading with a hard belt on and for the life of me, I cannot, like it gets stuck on there. Like, so I love a soft belt for log and for stones because I yeah. feel like I can still move, but I feel like I'm still supported. Yeah. A hard belt for squats and deadlifts and then the wrist straps. <laughs> the, be, I feel like that would be my favorite. Yes, I, I agree. I concur with the starter list. I, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Your T-Rex fingers and hands. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to make you something that you're going to love. You got me so many ideas right now. <laughs> Is that why you can't eat no butter, butternut, Bobby? Because you got those T-Rex hands. Um, so anyways, and why Bobby, by the way? Is that like your redneck name? Or your dad named Bob, or were you Tom Boyce? Your nickname was Bobby. I always think of uh, Bubbles and Bobby. Was that Trailer Park Boys? Where's Bubbles from? <laughs> my mom and my sister just randomly like 
call me Bobby, I guess, is a nickname. Robin. Bobby. Okay. I feel like it kind of rhymes, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, they just call me that. So your name makes me think of Robin Hood. Like Robin yeah, and then Batman and Robin, you know, all these like superhero things. Robin, the bird, those are fabulous birds. They're not meaty and beefy like you, though. They're fucking birds. They're like, <laughs> but um, what's the say about Bobby? Um, yes, I, I, I will just leave it there with the Bobby. So <laughs> if you guys want to, if you're a strength athlete and you're amateur to pro, you're a coach, strength coach, personal trainer, fitness instructor. Applying to our elite athlete sponsorship program is pretty amazing. If you don't think you're at the elite athlete level, but you're still an amateur and you want to become a part of our Pan Strong family, I'd love to have you. Hop onto our website. If you type up any of those things, you will find it. And uh, yeah, I'd love to, you know, have you. And thank you, Robin Bobby, for being on our show. Thank you. <laughs> um, you're amazing and we love you and you're gorgeous and i don't know what you're talking about about this muscle thing like do you sit there with a measuring tape around your arms are you one of those people with your bicep just in there trying to no okay, don't do they're pretty fabulous i mean even your traps alone i feel like guys after this video are gonna go and grab a barbell and they're just gonna be like, like what the fuck are you doing the next day and they're like oh, i saw robin yesterday she's amazing i have to do it and I already hear the slaps from the back of the head from all the coaches all across the world. <laughs> um, yeah, no, thanks for being on the show. And like I said, you guys, tune in for our next episode. Our, our new year uh, schedule of things that are coming is pretty fucking amazing. You guys will love it. And as always, comment below. Tell us what you thought of the episode. Share it if you loved it. If you're listening on Apple or iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Please and thank you. Um, so show up an algorithm so other girls can listen in. If you really love our show, want to support it, um, and give me backup tripods so that when my toddler breaks them, I have a tripod. <laughs> um, you can cop onto your website on the About Us page. If you scroll down, you will see a page that says buy me a coffee. And uh, you click on that, you can donate any amount of money. And that goes towards me keeping, you know, the production cost, digital cost of having the podcast and getting guests on the show. If there's a particular woman you think, any age, master's athlete, any strength sport, wrestling, whatever, you want to have her on the show, please let me know by commenting. Thanks again for tuning in. To the Panda Strong podcast, I'm waiting for you to get rocking. I wanna see you flex. I wanna see you flex. Twerk it, work it, work it, twerk it, twerk it, twerk it. You know what? So make it a shirt. Well, thanks for listening. Catch you next episode. Sorry, I know how to edit it. Anyways. Oh my god. Please tell me you can edit some of that out. What? What did you like?